podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Right, welcome back. We're here. It's episode 13. Well, when I say we, I'm here. 13, unlucky for some. It appears the person it's unlucky for is my co-host, uh, JG. He's come down with a virus, unfortunately. It's just a stomach virus, I'm told. So, wish him a speedy recovery. and Hopefully he'll be back for the next episode of the podcast. Obviously, <laughs> something we need to address straight off the bat. The beard's gone. This is not something which wasn't difficult for me to remove, but I had to do it. Uh, I was filming a music video and my actor let me down last minute. So I had to take the role of the actor and take off the beard. So it'll be coming back though in the coming weeks. So just watch this space. Yeah, if you want to check out (laughs) some of my other music videos, then I'll pop a little link in the description below. Uh, then you can just check that out if you really want to. I uh, just wanted to start saying thanks a lot for everybody's support over the past couple of months. It's been incredible. Up to about 540 subscribers now, which is brilliant. And yeah, just keep it coming. We would love to reach a target of 1,000 subscribers by the time we make the French Open, if possible. So if everybody could share it with everybody you know and... Yeah, just keep liking and commenting and it will help us show up in searches and things like that. So really appreciate all the support anyway. We'll just continue putting out that content for you. I'd like to say a quick thank you. Slice Tennis, thanks for a little shout out on uh, in the comments. Appreciate that. Need all the support we can get. We're happy to support any other tennis podcasts too. So yeah, let's just get on with the tennis news. So starting off, we're in... Dubai, for the ATP Dubai, where, once again, Novak Djokovic reigns supreme. And the big test of the entire tournament for him, as we, well, me and JG said last on the last episode, Gael Monfils, they, he did actually come up against him in the semi-final, and what a match, what a match. These two literally went head-to-head, and Monfils, not beating him in... 18 previous meetings and this this was his probably his best form that he's been in in his career I would say and he took the game to Djokovic he was all over him in that first set took the first set 6-2 and just the second set he just came up short he's getting so close just not close enough so he came up he had three match points but just once again proves Novak Djokovic what do you have to do to beat the guy? I mean, he is just, it's just admirable what he's able to pull out. You have to hit winners to beat this man. You can't just get it back in the court. And it proved again. Uh, I think Monfils on his first match point, that was the one. You could have taken that one. He rushed it. He went for a quick finish off, I think, the second ball wide. And then once he'd lost his other serve, then it was back on serve again. But well done to Djokovic. Well, I knew once the second set he'd taken that. Apparently Monfi was a little bit injured, but I think Djokovic would have taken it anyway. Well done to Novak Djokovic. He takes his 79th ATP title there and uh, wins once again in 
Dubai. Uh, and he took out in the final uh, Stefano Tsitsipas, who's been... Yeah, he's finally back to form, but not the sort of form that Novak Djokovic is in. He took out, well... GB's number one, really, at the moment, Dan Evans. Dan Evans had a stonking tournament. He uh, he took out the likes of Fanini. He took out the likes of Rublev. He took out the likes of Herbert. Three quality players, and then just came up against Titipas in great form. But just goes to show how good Djokovic is at the moment. Even Titipas in good form didn't even come close. And Djokovic was just playing some of his best tennis I think he's really really looking like he's gonna take a few slams this year as I've predicted might even look pretty good for the French so keep a watch out there Nadal you never know Djokovic on clay I was just thinking one thing whilst uh, watching the ATP Dubai with trying to pick my brain about why people might be favour Federer or favour Nadal and aren't maybe on Djokovic's side so much. And I was just maybe thinking maybe it was more about the flair in their tennis game. I mean, we've got Nadal, he is just famous for that power, top spin game. And then you've just got Federer with just his smooth, single-handed backhand, just glides around the court. And I was trying to think, what what is it that... Novak's bring, maybe he's just not bringing that flair maybe that's why some people aren't really getting on board with him like they sh- they should be because he brings so much else to, well so much else to the table his flexibility and his variety of shots is probably up there he's, well, he's the, probably the best on on the tour with his variety and if you saw him in this last match he was doing the splits going for some and you don't see any other players doing that so he's put a lot of hard work into his flexibility and it's just testament to him really but I just maybe it's just that it just doesn't have that it just doesn't have that flair the flare shots I don't know maybe that's it what do you think let us know like I'll pop a question in the comments below what do you think it is about Novak Djokovic's game which uh would make him attractive to the neutral fan so yeah let us know your thoughts yeah Dan Evans we move back to him I've made the semi-final well done Dan come on representing for GB love it love it absolutely love it we've had Carl Edmund doing well in a tournament now we've got Dan Evans seems the GB's doing really well so proud of the boys and he's now up to number 28 in the world which incredible just keep going, keep playing the way you are. You've taken out some big names. Just keep going like that. You'll you'll get there. You'll might see a top twenty. If we move away from there, well, we had the other big gun firing over in Acapulco, and Rafael Nadal takes the title yet again. It just seems that all we're speaking about is the big three, but they just keep performing. Nadal yet again. He just absolutely wiped the floor with everybody I mean it was a little bit embarrassing he gets all the way to the final doesn't drop a set the whole tournament but if you see the, some of the tennis he's playing he's playing Taylor Fritz in the final it was more like a first round match for Nadal he just literally pushed him around the court and the power of some of his shots that's where he's it almost seems like he's getting more powerful the older he gets but 
Well done to him. Takes his 85th, his 85th ATP title, which is quite astounding. He's not quite there with the likes of Federer yet. I think Federer's up there about 103, 109, something like that. It was too easy for him, but now <laughs> quite an interesting stat. He's now the youngest player to win the ATP Acapulco, and he's now the oldest player to win the ATP Acapulco. So, yeah, he's covering both ends of the spectrum. So, <laughs> well done, Rafa. Something a little bit contentious that was coming out of that tournament. We had Nick Kyrgios, who was getting booed off after he uh, went off injured against Ugo Homber. And, yeah, a little bit strange. I know that the fan, he was a reigning champion there in uh, Acapulco. Just strange just to see the fans really got on his back. Just weren't having any of it. He, he's had a, apparently a bad wrist injury, and he was just trying. Went for the tournament, reigning champ. You got to, haven't you? Went for the tournament. Yeah, just obviously felt it. I don't know. Maybe he did lose. Well, he did pull out after losing the first set. Yeah, that's probably why the crowd got on his back a bit. But if you're injured, don't make yourself more injured. But then again, he's coming out. He's probably not endearing himself to people in South America because he keeps coming out and speaking out against the clay court. He's done it once again. He's sort of attacking on Twitter Gianluca Mega, who got to the final of the ATP tournament last week. And he's sort of saying Mega's now up to 77 in the ranking. He now puts him ahead of people like TFO, Popperin, other great hardcourt players. When he says Mega's form on hard is just awful. So why... Why should he be allowed? Why is this clay court tournament there? Why are these clay court players allowed to go ahead in the rankings? He's got a point, but there's other ways about going about it. Gianluca Mega is a very good player, and you can't just go around just attacking tennis players. It's not his fault that they've done it. Attack the the board of, I don't know, the ATP board, or the people who are organising the tournaments. It's not down to the player. At the end of the day, he did his job. And other big news down in Acapulco... Heather Watson, she takes the WTA title in Acapulco. Well done, Heather. We knew you could do it. An outstanding tournament, an outstanding performance in the final. She took on Layla Fernandez from Canada, just a young 17-year-old. But I've been monitoring this Layla Fernandez on the over the past few weeks, and she's been in incredible form. She was beating some great players. If you just have a look down the list here, she'd taken out... Bencic, Cabrera, Lepchenko, Stavanovic, Habino, Popatova, and Zarazua. Just a few now, and that's a and Heather Watson ended a seven-match winning run there for her. So incredible final, like full of drama. Heather was playing fantastic in that first set, took it six-four, and in the second set, well, I thought it was game set match really. She was up. Uh, in the tie break, she was up, had four match points. Don't know what happened. Maybe I think Fernandez turned it on a little bit, but Heather just couldn't get the job done. But and that came out firing in that final set and literally, yeah, set the court on fire. 6 1, job done. Well done, Heather. Another, that's her fourth WTA title. And it actually comes, strangely enough, four years after her last. WTA title which was again in Mexico so she loves it there and also on an on another leap year 
So, Heather, let's not keep the wins just for leap year. Let's get a few more of them in a couple of the other years as well. But well done, anyway. Yeah, something that was quite sad to see, though, a little bit, was when the match kicked off, though, with Heather Watson, uh, in the final, there didn't really seem to be anyone in the stands. It's a little bit sad for the women's game. We've got a WTA final. I know that Nadal was obviously playing after that, but only the first set, there was about 20 people watching. I'm thinking, this is abysmal. And then by the end, obviously, the final set, the stands were filling up a little bit, but come on, we need to go out and support the uh, women as well. But yeah, it just doesn't seem to be many people that maybe if there was somebody with a bigger like pulling power, like a Halep or someone in there, maybe it would, but I don't know. Heather, just get yourself up the rankings, start beating some bigger players, and then I'm sure the crowds will come in. Oh, yeah, and well done also, Heather. Now moved inside the top 50. And what an achievement that is. The last ATP event of the weekend. I think it would be rude of me not to mention the wild card. Say both wild versus Casper Ruud. Say both wild takes the tournament. 182 in the world. Tiago say both wild. And well, I was following him a lot of last year, and some of his form in the challenges was impeccable. He was beating like some top challenger players. Yeah, I mean, he went on a storming run. If you just take a look down uh, the list, I'll put up. Uh, beating Montero, Kovalik, Serendolo, Varias, Delian, Fikovic, Hampfman, Correa, and Delian again. Like this, these are not easy players. These are top clay court players. And he went on a run beating all of these players at the back end of last year and really well, set him up well for coming into the uh, season this year. And you can see, wild card, incredible. He's taken out in this tournament Bagnis, Londero, Garin. Apparently injured. I mean, he's played a lot of tournaments recently, so I can see probably. But he still took it to Garin. Garin's what top thirty in the world, and he's took well beaten him in the first set, Olivo, and then comes up against Casper Ruud, who's also just won an ATP event on clay, and an incredible final. He literally back and forth. Sabath Wild takes the first set, and it was just so impressive just to see someone 19 years old, the youngest Brazilian ever to win an ATP event. And he was pushing Rude, Casper Rude, around. Granted, Casper Rude is still a young player, and he's still developing, but he, he's much more well known than Sabath Wild. And he was pushing him around the court. He was, it was just the power of his shots. The, the deep ground shots that he had, he was putting away stuff on clay that you don't really see that often. With like, It's not associated with the clay court that often, people hitting that many winners. And he was hitting the ball dead, and it was just flying off the, flying off the clay. So I, I was really, really impressed. He really upped his level for the final as well. He'd been playing well, but it really showed that he really wanted to win that. He just had... That and because he was hitting those power shots, Rude was having to stand so far back. He just left it open for the delicate drop shots. Those were on point as well. So really great play all round. And he showed a lot of resolve because he was down in the first set. 
a break and actually came back from, I think it was 3-1 down in the first set to take it 7-5. So to do all of that in your first ATP final, well done. And a cheers to you, say both world, keeping our eye on you. Definitely one to look out for at the French Open. Yeah, in other news that we had, team, he makes his way up to world number three in the rankings now. Federer has dropped out due to injury now and team's moving his way up. We're getting close to the French Open. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, but there's obviously the race for number one at the moment between Djokovic and Nadal, who's going to be seeded in what seed and who's going to have to potentially face team in the semi-final because it's going to probably play a very big impact on who they're going to meet in the final so it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen coming up we've got uh, obviously the sunshine double coming up first but looking on the horizon that french open's coming up quick and fast other news sad to see but an incredible career maria sharapova has retired just want to congratulate maria on just such an amazing career well, that rhymed, which was weird. Uh, yeah, well done to you. 36 titles in a long career and five Grand Slams, obviously. Still just an amazing... Uh, she's, well, she won every single Grand Slam there was. The French Open twice. If we just look through her record here. She retired at the age of 32. And fair play to her. She's done very well in her career she has nothing else to prove to anybody in the sport she's put women's tennis well and truly on the map she sort of took over from well you thought that Kornikova was the Russian one to watch just because she was a pretty girl playing tennis and then someone actually with more ability came in in Russia with Maria Sharapova and she had the whole package and she really yeah, she filled stands around the world wherever she went. So wish her a happy retirement and just cheers to all that you brought to the tennis world, Maria. So there doesn't seem to be any ATP events on this week. Just a couple of WTA events just to mention. We've got the WTA singles in Lyon and we've also got the WTA singles in Monterrey as well in Mexico. So if we just have a quick look at the WTA Leon, have a quick look at the draw. It's not totally stacked, this uh, tournament. Uh, but I'd probably give my pick for this one to be... Yeah, I'd probably go with my pick for the tournament on this one to be Elise Cornet, who is the uh, French uh, tennis player. I think that she's got a very good chance. She's been in very good form recently. Just... We'll see how that one goes. And then uh, we've obviously got our girl Heather. She's uh, at it again in Mexico. She's in the Monterrey one. So let's just have a quick look at who Heather might be coming up against in Monterrey. And she's up against in the first round. Well, not Tia Maria, but Tatiana Maria in the first round. So hopefully Heather can get further in this tournament there's some good players in here we've got Azarenka we've also got uh, Cerebres Tormo uh, she recently beat Osaka 6-3-6-love uh, I believe or 6-love six 6-3 six sorry we've got Svitolina who's in there as well 
And we've also got this Leila Fernandez, who could potentially, if she gets past Vogeli, she could be up against Sloane Stevens. But I don't know if I can put my house on Heather winning a, a second tournament and a second week running. I would say probably go towards more Sloane Stevens for this tournament, I'd say. But I think that's about it, really, for this, this roundup of last week's stuff. We'll be back next week. We'll have a review of this week and the WTA events and any other tennis news going on. Please don't hesitate. Just uh, leave us more comments, like every video, and just share it around. Like We, we really need uh, all the support we can get. We want to try and hit that 1,000 subscriber mark before we get to the French Open. That's the target. If you can just anybody you know send it to your mum your dad your nan get everybody to subscribe to the channel and yeah we'll just keep on putting out the content for you if you've got any questions about anything tennis related let us know it can be funny can be anything and we'll just do our best to answer it for you but hopefully he'll be back next week and i won't have to sit looking at an empty chair and yeah i think that's it. Goodbye for this week. Sports Social Podcast Network.